When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Thank you very much. That's right. That's right. I just... Um just wanted it's just I'm touring a show at the moment all around the country and I just wanted to get you know just some people singing yeah. that's all right okay The very latest in our Buskers of Great Britain section of the show. Andy Smith here in Blackpool. Enjoy, because I, I paid him a tenner for this. I've been ever so poorly. We missed you terribly, Clinton. Oh, thank you so very, very much for doing... Well, she didn't... She's standing so beautifully, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, my love. Yes, I'm sorry I was ill last time, but I think we can agree that the wonderful, wonderful Linda did such a wonderful job. I like Toby Carver. That aside, I like you, Linda. I have all of the meats. I know you have all of the meats, my love. Linda, how did you find it standing for me and were you worried about me? I was terribly worried for you, of course I was. I think you might have had a blocked chakra or whatever it might be. You've been pushing yourself on the road, haven't you? I have been pushing myself on the road I really have and I'm glad the tour is over and I do sound a little bit poorly still you sound a little horse oh I'm a little horse oh it's not a horse is it it's a puppy that that was a good try wasn't it yeah anyway and you know I love you Linda Listen, well, how, how have you been, my love? I've been Multiple. all right. I yeah. seem to have swerved this horrible lurgy that's going oh, on. Oh, my God, there's a lot of it about. And I normally champion... I'm normally delighted with myself that I don't ever suffer from this sort yeah. of thing. It's almost like... You've exposed yourself to a lot of germs over the years, haven't you? I have over the years. I'm, I'm sure there's some crude joke in there somewhere, but I don't know what it is. But I've got to tell you how I got this. Go on. I'm going to tell you how I got this illness. Did you... I Well, basically, we were performing in... Belfast on my tour, Clinton Baptist versus Ramon, which is finished now. Thank you to everyone who came to see that. It's over. Absolutely exhausting. We were coming back from Belfast where we played the King's Hall. I don't know. Anyway, it was in Belfast. Somewhere wonderful. Somewhere wonderful in um, Belfast. It was really wonderful, actually. Yeah. And as we were coming back, we were on a cross Irish Sea ferry. Nice. Okay. I was with Alex, the tour manager. Yes. And, you know, 
cross 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 water ferries. They can be choppy, can't they? They can be very choppy, and what's more, they are they smell of sort of school dinners, don't they? It's all very plastic. Yeah. It's airless. It's a bit stinky, and it's a bit yeah. horrible. You are sitting in other people's farts. Really, it's a bit you? farty. It's a little bit farty. <laughs> I've been watching you sitting on the toilet. Yeah, and so you you kind of sat there in this in this quite farty atmosphere. Yeah. And I went upstairs, and I kid you not, on this cross Irish Sea ferry, there was a spa. Have you ever been? There's a spa. A, what? a well, like, spa. No, like a budgins. No, no, not a budgins. A proper spa with a sauna and a jacuzzi on the top floor, floor seven of this ferry. I couldn't believe my eyes. And I thought to myself, well, what a lovely way to pass the time right. on, on this ferry. You know, we're heading so over. So instead of sitting in the farts downstairs, you're going to sit in someone's bum soup upstairs. There was bum soup up there, but I was the only one in there, so it was only my bum soup. And um, yeah, the, the fact of the matter is, there was no one else up there. And I spoke to a lady, and she might be listening, so I've got to be very careful. And she said to me, I said, is there anyone? I said, I can't believe there's a whole spa up here. And she said, well, yes, you know, go, go and use it. So I paid I paid £35. OK. That's quite a lot of money. But I thought, this might be, the, you know, it's, it's a good two and a half hours it's crossing. It's a lot of money for the ultimate in relaxation, is it? It Absolutely. And there was no one else up there. And I thought, Beautiful. God, why is not anyone else using this? It's absolutely perfect. So I went in there and she said, well, use, use the, uh, the, the jacuzzi first. Jacuzzi. Use the jacuzzi. Jacuzzi first. And then use the sauna because it needs time to warm up. So I went in the jacuzzi. I couldn't right. believe it. I'm looking out the window. Very choppy. Cunning because she gets you to have a bath then, doesn't she? Well, there is that. In. There is there is that. Wash me, me, me bum off. Anyway, I'm in the jacuzzi with all the squirts of water squir- squirting up the uh, me third eye. <laughs> And as I was in that, thinking, God, this is a lovely way to spend the time. It's nice and warm. After a while, about 20 minutes, I thought, oh, this is actually a bit boring now. I'll go for my sauna. Anyway, Leave that jet alone. I get, into, <laughs> I get into the sauna, right, and it's freezing. Oh, no! It, and can you imagine, as I'm stood there, trying to keep warm in a towel, dripping wet, with this thing, feeling like a bit like a two-bar heater. Right. Going, can you, I would imagine that if germs are, you know, gradually warming up in somewhere like that. It's like standing in someone's shed as it's getting gradually warmer. Bit rocky, feeling a bit sick, getting colder. I thought, fuck this. I'll go for my rub down. Oh, there was a rub down involved, was there? Yeah, that's what I paid for as well. They have a massage. 35 quid then, very cheap. Very good. And no one else around. So she said, yes, we'll come through when you're ready. And lovely lady. But i got to tell you, what happened was she, she, her hands were quite cold. That was first, I've never really, honest to God, I've got to my rich old age of 54 and I've, I've only had one, ever had one massage before yeah. ever, which I'll tell you about later. Uh, and not a mucky one. And that reminds me of a joke, I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you all in a minute, it's quite a funny joke. Anyway, <laughs> so I laid down this thing with my head in this, you know, they put it in a, it's like yeah. sort of a hoop, you yes, know. Yes, yes, I know. Put your head looking at the floor and, and she, she, she starts she put to... put a telly down there or something? Absolutely. So she she starts giving me a bit of a rub down with quite cold hands, I thought, personally. Did you, ask, did you say, I don't suppose you would mind rubbing those together before you stick them on Well, the I wanted to say that, but I, I was I was painfully aware that I was the only one there. Yeah. She starts doing this did thing. you have to be careful not to make any noises or look like you were enjoying it or... 
It's quite intimate, is yeah. all I'm saying. It's yeah. quite intimate. And you think, you know, I'm not used to being touched by anyone. Yes. You know, only Tarawak occasionally would tickle me fancy. But what she starts doing this thing, and I kid you not, the thing was rocking around a bit, right? And she's massaging me back. And then she did a thing. The towel was pulled just below me buttock, bu- right. bu- buttocks. Yes. And she started doing a thing where she traced a rather cold index finger down my yeah, and the, this rock in the boat. I thought, any minute, that is going to slip up where the sun don't shine. And I was thinking, please, and I could not relax. I could feel this this finger going down and slightly moving around with the rocking of the boat. I thought, and the oil, oh, of course, and the oil. And I thought, sooner or later, yeah, that is going to be a digit She's inserted up by anus. Hit your reset button. Exactly. You know, uh, the P and O. I know where the the, the O comes from. Uh, something like that. There's a joke in there somewhere. But anyway, somewhere between the, P-O the, and the O. Somewhere between the P and the O, it was going to end up. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, it was a bit of a funny thing. And, but anyway, consequently. I think all I can think back now is stood in that fucking freezing sauna. I don't think colds work like that. But it's germs, isn't it? I that mean, sounds like when my dad says, "Oh, make sure you dry your hair properly before you go out." Oh, I forgot. You're, you're very scientific, aren't you? Yes, I forgot about it's all bollocks, right? So viruses don't work like that. You probably got it from sitting in someone's bum soup or something. No, listen to anyone listening, and I know, I know we got oh, some health professionals. No, no, surely this. Just, we'll get onto the scoop, spooky stuff in a minute. Surely it's a question of your cold, you leave your body vulnerable. It means your defences mm. aren't up for germs. Right. Isn't it? Isn't that what it is? I don't really. Listeners, you managed to stumble across two people who know fuck all about anything. No, it seems no both to me. of us are not fit for our medical degrees, are no. we? Anyway, it brings got... me on to that joke where I went for a Thai massage. And the woman come in, she gave me the massage. This this might be regarded as racist, so God's I'm not right. I'm not certain about this. And she gave me the massage and she said, You want wank? And I said, Oh yes, please. She went out the room, she came back 20 minutes later, she said, Finish yet? Anyway, that's an old joke. And please don't tell me off for that. And the other one is <laughs> this is an ancient one. <laughs> Next, a bloke went <laughs> for a, for a uh, massage, a dirty yeah. massage. Yeah. Sorry about this. T- t- take the kids out of the room. Too late. And uh, he's there, and he's looking up, sitting, lying on the bed, and it's, he sees on the ceiling the price list. It goes. Um, <laughs> it's so horrible. Ham sandwich, five pound. Cheese sandwich, two pound. One off the wrist, fifteen pound. Right. <laughs> Anyway, the woman comes in and he says to her, are you the lady who does the one off the wrist? <laughs> she goes, yes. She said, well, wash your hands and get us a ham sandwich. <laughs> now, that's an old joke oh. from the 1950s, probably. What a lovely little ramble through the world of rub and tug. <laughs> well, it's a rub and tug special this week, folks. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, sorry about that. I mean, I know that's a bit of a dirty start. Uh, to proceedings, but you still make me feel sexy. Is not what I said to that lady. Although I did say, would you like to scrape my bottom one day with her cold hand, <laughs> which uh, she did. Anyway, your, how are your cold issues? What did you? What were you going to I'm say? I'm all right. I managed to swerve it, but yeah. um, our Sienna, you know me. Oh yeah, right. She went and did some work experience on Friday. Right. Yeah, and uh, she gained valuable work experience of working with uh, nursery age children. Right. She yes. decided that she. 
is in no way ready to become either a nursery nurse or a mother. So that's great for the teenage pregnancy uh, stats. Right. But also, um, she did go and it was my friend who'd set it up for her and she said, make sure she keeps washing her hands because these kids are riddled with oh, God, all yeah. sorts at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Poor Sienna this morning. Oh, very poor. A nose like a dripping tap. Oh. Dirty little sods. God, poor, poor thing. Do all you lot who let your kids come to school so ill. <laughs> Boo to you. Keep them at home. I mean, I've got a friend, a very dear friend of mine. She's like, you know, after the lockdown, oh, you know, all the parents, get them back to school. Get them back to school. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, someone does actually have to look after them at the school, yes, don't they? Yes. Oh, you bloody And they take it home to their children yes. or their elderly parents. Exactly, the bastards. Think. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. Oh, my fucking God. Who is thinking about it? Not you. Are you mad? Other than that, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's still a Christmas special, ho, this ho, one. Ho. I've managed to haul my ass in here, bruised or unbruised from the lady from the uh, <laughs> ferry massage. And here we are with uh, it's probably pretty much a, a second Christmas Can't special. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? Nice and Christmassy. Right, let's move on now with, oh, the old favourite. It's Take a Break's Fate and Fortune. Spooky music, please, Linda. Have it. While working as a gas engineer, I thought I was having a friendly chat with a client's husband, but it was all as it seemed by Michael Johnson, 28. Here's what Michael reckons. My head torch led the way as I crawled into the cupboard to check a client's gas meter, not a euphemism. Yeah. I'd been called out to the house of an older lady and we'd had a friendly chat and a cup of tea before I'd started the job. Yeah. After a few minutes, I heard someone walking into the kitchen where I was deep inside a corner unit fixing the meter. That is not a euphemism. That's literally a corner unit. Hello, I shouted, unable to see from where I was. Hello, responded a friendly male voice. Thank you so much for sorting this. My wife has been worried about getting the meter checked for months. Not a problem, I replied. I'm glad I can help. Has my wife made you a cup of tea, he asked. And I said she had. We had a brief chat before he said he needed to pop out. Thank you again, he said. Give my wife a shout when you've finished. That's really strange. As we said our goodbyes, I heard his steps retreat as he left the room. I continued working and... Once I'd finished, I crawled backwards out of the cupboard and called for the lady who'd gone upstairs. This sounds like a film I saw once. She came down the stairs, <laughs> not in a negligee, then smiled as I explained what I'd done and the issue had been fixed. Thank you so much, she replied. I've been waiting for months to get this sorted. Ah, oh, yes, your husband said so earlier. He seems like a lovely chap, I remarked. Suddenly, her face turned white. He didn't speak to my husband, she told me. I must have looked confused as she then added, He died last month. That's really strange. I felt a chill run through me. Oh my fucking God. Really checked myself. You aren't the first person to say this either, she said. I didn't want to upset her, so I made my apologies and said I must have been mistaken. I waved goodbye and left the house, not thinking much more of it. It was only when I was sitting in my van afterwards that I considered what had happened. Have I been the victim of a prank, I wondered. Although, it certainly hadn't seemed like it. There was no denying I'd felt the physical presence of somebody in the room with me. And I'd heard the man's voice as clear as day. Can you go? Oh, no, sorry. Wrong, wrong one. Keep going. Sorry. 
The only conclusion I could come to was that I must have had an encounter with a spirit. Oh, yeah, because obviously that's the only conclusion well, that yeah. you can come to. Well, I'd often turn the music off. Right, well, that is, that, that is the well, nature of what... they go straight to ghosts, don't they? That's what we're doing here, Linda. That's what we're doing. It's a fucking we paranormal don't know about that lady. She might have had some sort of dementia. She might... She might have been oh, a wag. Christ I mean, sake. like, you know, a, 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 a joker, not a wife oh, and girlfriend. Can, can, can somebody tell them this lady? Yes, I will. Can he bloody well get on with it? I'd often seen odd things or heard... Turn the music on. All right. Right. I'd often seen odd things or heard strange noises in people's homes as a gas engineer, oh, I bet. So I'd become a bit blasé about it, but I'd never experienced anything like this before. It was comforting to think the woman's husband was still caring for his wife from beyond the grave. That's one know. way to look at it. He's sticking yeah. his beak in. Couldn't resist. Well, ex- well, that's right. Everyone's I told a blo- her. Everyone's a, blood- <laughs> everyone's a bloody expert, aren't I mean, they? Imagine trying to do your job and having not just a fella, a random fella standing behind you making you sure you do it. Yeah, that's but, hey, right. Say Deadman. Yeah, ooh, you know, uh, you know, the water pressure there on, on the combi has never never been quite the same. Worcester Bosch come round and, you know, they, they offer warranty on parts and service. Anyway, seven years have passed since the spooky episode and I now work as an English teacher abroad. Needless, needless information. But the event still plays on my mind and probably always will. That's really strange. Thank you. Uh, and how much did he win for that, bollocks? 300 <laughs> <laughs> 300 pounds! But it got me thinking, actually, talking to... Ma- halfway through that, thinking about masseuse. Yeah. Massages. Wouldn't it be a wonderful story? If we, if we wrote in here, remember the 100 pounds <gasps> story? that's why she had a cold hand. She'd be dead. Oh Fucking hell! God, you've been touched up by a spook. She was dead! I have all of the meat. Yeah, she that's has all of the, the meat. That's why the finger was wandering. She was trying to probe your third eye. Oh, my God. That's right. She had a cold hand. She was dead. <gasps> she maybe was lost in the Irish Sea. Yes. Or drowned in that bomb bath that I went in earlier. That's why there was no one else in there. Maybe oh it didn't exist. Oh, my God, yes. No. Anyway, the point is, it did make me think, wouldn't it be a great story that if we got in touch with Fate and Fortune for their £100, or even the £300 one? Yeah. You're having a massage. Tell them that story. Tell them the story. And, and, you, and you, some, you think that the person is there behind you yeah. doing the, the full massage. And then suddenly the woman comes and says, right, are you ready to start? And you go, well, who was rubbing my back who and sticking indeed? their finger up my bum? Yes. In the, I must say the only other the only other mass have you you've had a massage? I have. Yeah. I got treated to a posh one yeah. once. <laughs> and when I say a posh one, doesn't mean with a glove on. <laughs> that does sound like you know. <laughs> um, she treated me to a bubbly mud back massage. Oh, lovely! What's that like? They, they get like clay. I don't yes. think it's actual mud. They get clay on a bit of cellophane and they wrap it round you, and it goes. Oh, that sounds that sounds a bit like Linda farted in the kitchen. You want to be careful not yeah. farting on the massage bed, <laughs> don't you? But I did go with my sister and she said, oh, it was nice, wasn't it? I said, yeah, it was great. I said, I don't know why I had to get starkers for it, though. It was just a back massage. And she said that she was allowed to keep her knickers on. So what was that? Really? Mm. What was that all about? What was that? Bloody... Well, someone sort of suggested you... Take well, sorry, just a second. Was it a man or a woman wanted woman. you? Woman. <sighs> Made me feel all funny. Made me feel all funny, and uh, it's made me feel a bit. Well, I came Ooh. back and I told our Paul about it, and he said he'd seen a documentary about something like that. Really? Yes. I mean, the thing is, he always loved to see you without your top on. I have all of the meats. He has all of the meats <laughs> with you, hasn't he? 
Anyway, I remember being in Vilnius one day. All oh, three yeah. of the meets he's had. And I remember being in uh, Vilnius in um, Lithuania once, yes. filming something. Yes, I do occasionally still do. And I kid you not, this is the only other time I've had a massage, and I nearly fucking burst out laughing because the one was the kind of Eastern European. It right. wasn't long after. Did she pummel you. No, no. I've, I, oh no, I have been in a hammam before. Yeah. And I was in this thing uh, in Vilnius, and the woman, very Eastern European, yeah. right, not long after the fall of the wall and all that sort of thing, and she said, you'll get onto the bed and, you know, you want the hell you want to... The you mess dig of panties. You dig of panties. Anyway, I was doing... And, and I kid you not, instead of putting on You stop the, making noises. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, tuck that between legs. Not want to see that. So anyway, she put on well, I thought it was going to be some whale music appropriately for me lying on the fucking bed <laughs> and she put on this music and I kid you not what was it? and she was sort of you know with the arms up halfway and then spreading out across my back I wonder if that was like the standard exercise everyone had to That's do to that music, it, right? In the old days of the, the, the Russian... They wouldn't have had the mood tapes over oh there, would they? Had the mood tapes, you might have got a bit of enigma. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what you want. You, or you want a little bit of, um, what's her name? Sail away, sail Enya, away. Enya, yeah. Enya, something like Harvey that. Harvey Flow, you don't want that. say goodbye, and away, sail away. What, what's, but, that, what's that song called? The da, 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 the muscle da, man one. like Happy Bicycle or something, isn't it? It was like that. God, I was nearly pissing myself laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> did you find yourself flexing your buttocks involuntarily? Yes, probably. Yeah, I did. It was like the balloon dance. It was like that sort of thing. Anyway, that's Eastern European oh, massage for effective you. Effective, though, I bet. It, I wasn't remotely relaxed by the time I did. Did you enjoy that? I said, yes, I feel fully able to represent the Russian uh, state in my endeavours in the workplace now. You know, it was like that. <laughs> Thank you, comrade. Thank you, comrade. Put on panties. Put on the panties and go and break some stones in Gulag. It was like that. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I'll Any... never hear that music again and not <laughs> think of you being... <laughs> yeah, my buttocks going up. Ding, ding. <laughs> God, it was awful. <laughs> anyway, it's time now for uh, an interview with the one and only Professor Brian Cox. Ooh. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ramon and I are staying at the Radisson Blue Hotel in Belfast in Ulster as part of the tour. You would not believe it. This is so thrilling. Uh, came down to the bar earlier, but managed to coax him up into my, I'd say sweet. It's not really a sweet. Not, nothing like you've got. It's Brian Cox, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, honoured, honoured to meet you. He's here. For, you're here for a conference, aren't you, Brian? Yes, that's right. We're, we're here to talk about sort of relative uh, theory, uh, general relativity and right. uh, inflation. Not the inflation you get in politics, it's right. a slightly different spin on it. Well, we are so on. Galactic. Galactic. Um, um, well, it is a real a thrill to see because, like you, Brian, I have a sense that there is more out there than mm. just, you know, <laughs> the shopping centre here in Belfast. It shuts at 8.30, but the universe doesn't. <laughs> the universe stays... Open. It's open all the time. Yeah, we got... I was going to say 24 hours. <laughs> all right. Time yeah. doesn't really exist okay. in the way right. we understand it. Okay. Don't, in the universe. Maybe less, less of the jokes. But I, I am a big fan of yours. I've always loved Cox. As we, I know you've heard that joke oh. before. Uh, <laughs> is that probably an old one? I suspect you get that quite a lot, don't you? Um, I've genuinely never heard it. Right, okay, well, it's, a, it's a, a play on words. Anyway, Brian, you and I get, we get it, don't we, that the, 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 the theory of relativity, etc. And someone like me who does, and I make no bones about this, move between time, you know, through time and space, um, I understand, I sort of understand how it works. I would like you in layman's terms mm. to talk about the chances that we might be able to move between time and space. Well, a lot of people think that Layman was a character, but in fact he was, uh, he, he was uh, a person. Right. Is this another one of your jokes, Brian, or...? No, your play I, I, I was with... alluding to something oh, sorry, far I did, bigger. I beg your pardon, sorry. In, in, in what we would understand quantum gravity, in cases like Einstein's cross, the different images of the gravitational lenses, right, objects yeah. appear simultaneously, and this yeah. could be... Uh, considered sort of an after right, okay. like a bubble in a bath. Can I just stop you there a second? But there are such things as ghosts. I mean, you're not saying... It's a different type of ghost, if you, if you will. But it if is... You, if it's an apparition you're talking about... That, that's it, that's what I'm talking the about. The physics of an apparition are so minute and so delicate to the naked eye right. that I couldn't possibly comment on whether or not out there oh. there's lots of, you know... Ghosts that have built planets. And right, well, that because I know I was rather hoping you would. I mean, you do accept there are such things as apparition spirits, you know. If you look at the orbit of Mercury right, okay. shifting very gradually, 
sort of over time as we understand it. Yeah. It's due to the curvature of space-time around the sun. Gravitational forces in the solar system should advance Mercury's precession. Right, Brian, which have is you seen a ghost or...? If you look at one at second, it's equal. Is this going to one... answer it or...? If you let me finish. Sorry. No. One at second is equal to yeah. one three thousand six hundred oh. of a degree. But you've got to look at it this way. There is a discrepancy of 43 arc seconds per century. Right. Something that Einstein's theory of general relativity accounts for. Right, OK. Using Einstein's theory of curved space-time, right. the okay. ghosting precession of Mercury's perhelion should advance slightly more right. than under yeah, the no, predictions of Newton. Since planets don't... They don't orbit the sun no, that's in a, a static elliptical yeah, orbit, that's if you can understand that. Will you excuse me? That is a little bit boring. Brian, I mean, well, no, it's... maybe in a few billion years, if this, I could simplify this. Yeah, simplify it, please. Christ's sake. Try to keep it brief and really interesting, if you could, just a little bit... You know. In 2004, oh, if I put it like this, NASA launched the Gravity Probe <sighs> B, and the axes of the satellite's precisely calibrated yes. gyroscopes that drifted very slightly over time. Oh, and if you look at a ghost as we see it, it's usually a person. Yeah, that's right, yeah, a person, yes, yes, go it on. It could actually be an image... Which could be in itself of a of a fuck's sake a star system. I'm not being forming. rude, Brian. I'm sorry, I'm not being. <laughs> this is. I, look, I get. I understand what you're saying. It's just a little bit boring for my listeners. I'm not saying it's. As planets rotate, the honey around them would swirl, and it's the same with space and time. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about there. The and, you honey, know, GBP what? confirmed two of the most profound predictions of Einstein's universe. Okay. And the electromagnetic radiation, if you were to sort of look at it as from a psychic point of view, it's an object <laughs> stretched out slightly inside a gravitational field. <laughs> Not a field as, you know... Yeah, no, I understand. A magnetational field. Right, well, that was fascinating stuff. Think of the sound waves no, that emanate fucking hell, Brian, please, that's enough. Vehicle. That's enough, right, thank you. Time now for uh, another... Well, this is a really spooky story, and... I feel vindicated by this story. Right. St- once again, from Fate and Fortune. Stalked by a spook... For nearly 60 years, music please, Linda. <laughs> My mischief-making poltergeist has been with me longer than any man. And that's fine by me, by Linda Reeves, 64. Since I was five years old, I've been aware of a presence in my life. My first experiences were while I was going to sleep. I'd feel my bed begin to shake and move. I've Often had that. I, yeah, yeah, I've had that most nights. <laughs> I remember screaming and my parents would rush up to reassure me telling me it was a nightmare, but I knew it wasn't. I could sense another person in the room with me. That does happen if you lie on your hand, I find. <laughs> then, when I was 11, as I stood at the top of the stairs... Oh, this is terrible. I felt a shove in the small of my back, a bit like that lady on the fucking ferry, <laughs> and I fell halfway down. I was petrified and screamed in agony. Luckily, I wasn't seriously hurt, but I was scared. And my parents said I must have slipped... But I hadn't. I was definitely pushed. Later, when I moved out of my parents' home in 1992, age 32, I thought I would never be bothered by this ghost again. I was wrong. He followed me. And he has continued to follow me in the five houses I've lived in over the years. Twenty years ago, I had a little stuffy called Bluster. This is the same lady. One day, I left him at home while I popped to the shops. When I got back, he was on top of the five 
freezer. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he could have got up there on his own. I'm right. just thinking my cats could manage that, but stuff is quite stocky, and so I don't think they can jump that high. Okay. The doors were locked. There was no one else at home, and he looked terrified. I'd love to know more about my poltergeist and who he was, but it's impossible. He's a spirit who moves me with me rather than just being attached to one home, so I have no idea how I would go out finding his fist his his fistry? His, his fistry. I'm single at the moment, but over the years when I've had partners move in, I've had to let them know about my ghostly guest. I felt your pencil. They've always been sceptical, putting the weird happenings down to dodgy electrics. It's caused some blazing rows, though. When a ring or bracelet of theirs went missing and then turned up randomly, they'd say I'd moved it and wouldn't accept it when I said it was the poltergeist. Of course they wouldn't, because it sounds like absolute bollocks. Okay, keep going. Friends have witnessed Jesus things Christ. like being in one room and hearing glasses being tapped as if with a spoon. Ah! But when they've looked, the room was empty. Ah! People ask why I haven't had an exorcist round, but I don't see the point. Yeah, because it's bollocks. I'm not at all frightened and I'm used to him. Plus, I worry that if the exorcism failed, then he'd become angry towards me. He's already tried to push you down the stairs, you claim. Ah! Besides, I believe my poltergeist looks after me. There was one occasion when I was about to go out but felt something pulling at me to keep me at home. I do see ghosts. That day, there was a shooting nearby that I could have been caught up in. It probably wouldn't have been, though, would you? We definitely have a bit of a love-hate relationship. Now, I know about this. I'll get on to this in a minute. <laughs> Sometimes I get fed up with... I get fed up when I can't find something or it breaks my favourite mug. That's like fucking Ruth when she lived with me. <laughs> Other times, I love his company. During lockdown, it was so nice to know he was there and I often chat to him if I sensed his presence in the room. He never stops playing games with me, though. Recently, I was booking flights for a holiday to Bulgaria when my passport went missing. The spirit's doing it. It's clever. I always kept it in the same place, a silver bag at the back of my wardrobe. But when I went to get it, it had vanished. In the end, I had to get a new passport. The old one still hasn't reappeared. I would suggest that your hiding place is a little bit too elaborate. Why have you put it in the silver bag at the back of your wardrobe? Man, that is, steal it. that is a thing, isn't it? Where I mean, I was suspecting... Did you hide your passport? Well, from Tarawak, yes. You know what they're like? They come flocking over here. He wants some identification so he can go down <laughs> and claim our benefits. <laughs> The sooner Brexit kicks in, the better. And don't write in, I'm obviously being ironic. Yes. Um, he came with me to Bulgaria. On the third night, I was woken by a loud bang, getting as if something had fallen to the floor from the dressing table. When I put on the light, there was nothing there. This happened twice. I ended up sleeping with the light on after that. Why? Why is she spooked by it if she knows what it is? Now I'm convinced he really didn't want to go abroad. That's why he hid my passport. Since I, this is waffling, isn't it? Yeah. Since I came back, he's been pretty quiet, as if he's relieved to be at home again. But after nearly sixty years together, I'd say all. Ah! Oh, shut up. After nearly sixty years together, I'd say overall, we're pretty happy together, and I don't get bored as he keeps me on my toes. I never know what he might do next. I'm going to make him taste my jam donut. Clinton, how much did Linda get paid for that little... Yes, it's another 300... Extravaganza. It's another 300... That's all over the place. I'm sorry, the quality of these bloody stories... I bet there was a word count. 
Because she was feeling oh, that definitely. out, Can I just say that what are we going to do for next year, uh, tw- if you're still going to come and work with me, well, let's see. Lynn? Well, let's see. She's got a job interview coming up. Is we're going to find maybe a slightly different publication. Right. We're going to do all sorts of new things. I won't be touring for a while, so we're going to go and visit haunted establishments if you'll come. Look of absolute indifference on her face here and we will go and we'll be doing all sorts of things this podcast is going to be hitting the bloody heights all right well let's all right? see let's see how we go i'll weigh up i'll weigh up my future right but can i just say that this is true i do have tarawak with me does he move shit about yes he does but that's his job as a poltergeist occasionally he's a lazy bastard yeah. i say you're supposed to be poltergeisting you know, I said, can you do it? He says, don't judge me. I don't need a title. I said, oh, don't be so modern, you know. That's not like him. He's usually quite old-fashioned, didn't he, in his approach? Oh, no, he's seen it all on telly, hasn't oh, he? He's, oh, he's read it Time all. on his hands, of Oh, course. he's been watching all these write-on people on TikTok and all that. He's got, oh, yes. He used, I used to like him when he was an old, un, unreconstructed dinosaur from yeah. the old days Tarawak now he's a new man oh yeah I mean, he had that big bushy beard and that's all been shaved down so oh, he looks one looking? of steampunked sort of oh. trendy well I tell you what you could do worse than going out with Tarawak I've been very much luck with the living have I let me just say Tarawak what's thou consider a date with Linda Tarawak please speak it through me uh, the chances of going out to Beefeater with Linda. Let's see what he says. Wilt thou speak to me, Tarawak? Oh, my fucking God. He's saying, I jump at the chance. You still make me feel sexy. He's saying, he, he's, he's uh, randomly putting, he wants you to... I've been watching you sitting on the toilet oh. with your trousers and your pants down. Wouldst thou like to have a date with Linda. You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen. Oh, that would probably be a turn-off for him, that. Well, I don't think he is. It's probably very clean, is it? No. Three Tarawak. That needn't be a deal-breaker, Tarawak. Come on. So, yeah, so the point is, yeah, it can be, you can be a little bit tiring living with someone like that. I bet, yeah, he sounds yeah. like an arsehole. Yeah, all right, okay. No, don't don't take offence, Tarawak. Take offence, up yours. A treat now as we welcome Dean Feesby from the York Barbican Theatre, where we filmed, we filmed the show there this year. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, out on Next Up Comedy quite soon. This is Dean, the manager of the York Barbican. I'm here with Dean Feesby, the marketing manager here at the Barbican, or it's just called Barbican, York, isn't it, Dean? It's York Barbican. It's York Barbican, a little bit fussy there, don't matter. Uh, Dean, what do you do, marketing manager? I do the marketing, Clinton. Yeah, are you being deliberately obtuse before you even start, Dean? No, not really. Right. No, no I'm just a bit of a sceptic. Oh, he's a sceptic. Right, well, that's not what you said just now. I know you're trying to be clever for the fans of this podcast, but, Dean, tell us, please, about... Well, have a listen to this, folks, because I was quite taken with this story. In the studio, would you please put on the spooky music, Linda? Here we go, Dean. Well, I can't believe it, because I've not seen it. Slower. But another venue I worked in... I was working front of That's house. That's no slower, is it? Can you go slower and more moody, please? <laughs> Fucking hell. At a previous venue That's that it. I worked in, yes. I was working front of house. 
I was locking up one night after a show. It was Paul Carrick, if you're interested. Right. I was locking the fire doors and I was going back to what we used to call the dressing up box. It's right. where all the staff used to get changed. Right, okay. And I was walking down the steps to leave the auditorium and I was taking my clip-on tie off. Right. Because you've got to have these clip-on ties because people try to strangle you. That's right, yeah. yeah. I've noticed, trust me, I've been on tour with yeah. Ramon, I've, I've noticed. So, taking the tie off, I was looking down and I pushed the door to leave the auditorium. Yeah. And this lady, really close to my ear, said, Hello. So I looked up and there was nobody there. So to the left of me was a, a bar, a small bar, looked in there, nobody there. To the right was a, a box in the auditorium, looked in there, nobody there. Ahead of me was some steps which went up to the gallery level. Nobody there. So that's very odd. So it must have been a customer, there's nobody else there. So anyway, carried on and went to the dressing up box and got changed and went to the pub over the road afterwards, plonkers if you're interested. Right, well, what you call your staff is your own business. <laughs> I'm on fire, here all week, come and see us tonight. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so I sat in the pub and I mentioned to one of the technicians, I said, oh, let's leave the auditorium. I said, this lady spoke to me, real close to me, really well-spoken, really nice, friendly. And she said, hello, let me hear And he said, well, that'd be one of the nuns. I said, what do you mean the nun? Yeah. So he says, well, the opera house was built on the site of a, a convent. Yes. And this nun flits between the bar and the box, the bar and the box. That's her box and her bar. Right. So it'd have been her. But I never saw it. You never so I can't saw believe it. it. Did you have a funny feeling? I mean, did you smell what do they what do they smell of nuns? Floor, maybe floral, wasn't it? Floral. Did you smell floral nun smell? Dusty, dusty smell, probably. Floral, floral nun smell, yeah. No, it was, there was a lot of Lynx Africa because there was a lot of uh, men that worked there. A lot of plonkers there. A lot of plonkers, smell of Lynx. Not but no, not smells. Right, okay. Um, and, I mean, what I'm, what I'm asking is, this is purposely, a posh lady, was it posh ladies who were nuns in going back in there? I mean, you don't know roughly when this nun is from. I haven't a clue. I mean, I don't know if are nuns. I don't know if nuns are particularly posh, especially Yorkshire nuns. Could have been quite rough. Well, that's my point. You said it was quite a well-spoken voice. Just repeat. How did she say it? Hello. And again. Hello. It's like a BBC audio book. Yeah. But, I mean, it might not have been the nun. It might have just been a very posh lady who died in the auditorium. But that's that's what I was led to believe it could okay. be. Okay. Dean, we're going to say six out of ten on this occasion. You won't be going through to judges' houses. Uh, but it was a very, very good try. Can you embellish it in any way? Ever seen any sexy nuns, alive or dead, Dean? I'm trying to rescue it. Yeah, I have, yeah. Go, yeah. go on. Yeah, I've worked in theatre for many years, so oh. it's, it, a lot of them are on stage. Sister acts. Being paid to do it. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you feel guilty about looking at a, a naughty nun? 
not not when they're live on stage, but when I'm at home, you get the tinge, don't you, of, of uh, yes. feeling a bit, I shouldn't really be doing this. Yes, yes, I'll tell you a story yeah. about that later, Dean. Yeah. Right, well, uh, he's Dean by name, not Dean from the church. I think he would have been excommunicated by now for saying something about sexy nuns. I can only apologise to any of our Sisters of Mercy out there. Uh, Dean, thank you very, very much. A lot of people in tonight to see yours truly, aren't they? There is, there's, there's, I don't think there's a ticket left, to be fair. And this is a 1,400-seater, am I correct? 1,400, yeah, absolutely, yeah, big, big venue. It's a big venue. Clinton's arrived, everybody. Right, Dean Feesby, thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure. Spirit fading now, fading now. Now, this you will be impressed with, right. uh, Linda. It's a very spooky story about some terrifying woodland. Most people head to the countryside for a relaxing walk, not to look for ghosts. This is by Alison Crocker. I would suggest maybe it's double-barrelled, Crocker shit. 51! Oh, very funny. I like Toby Carver. Get on with it. It was a hot afternoon and I was alone it in the new forest. It was a hot forest. afternoon in, in the last London, day of June. Hey, I used to work in Dorothy Perkins, right? Oh, that's right. Turn it off for a second. I think you told this story and it yeah. came round in a circle, yes, this one. Yes, three times and you always home, yeah. That's right. I, the famous line, which we've also done the thing, I was 17, she was 82. Right, no, do, out do, of do, order. Do, do, do. Right, carry then, on. Then, then that, that's a power imbalance, lad. Can we get on with this rather spooky that's story? That's strange. Spooky story. It was a hard afternoon, and I was in the new oh, forest. Just a second. Clinton, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yes, get on with it. It was a hot afternoon still, and I was alone in the new forest, a beautiful national park in Hampshire filled with ancient woodland. Thank you very that, much for the tourist information. Thank you, yes. But it, what, I wasn't out for a scenic stroll. As I walked along a path deep in the woods, my video camera was running. Well, that's weird. You could catch things on camera that you missed with the naked eye. Suddenly, I heard heavy footsteps behind me, but the person never appeared. And then a bush rustled and moved to one side as if something invisible had pushed through the undergrowth. I rewound the camera footage and saw it. The bush was moving by itself. Are you mad? (laughs) The only explanation I could come up with Guess what it was, Clinton? What? Fucking ghosts. Yes, well, it could be. Go on, carry on, please. I've been aware of spirits since I was a child, but my gift blossomed at 18 after I joined a psychic circle. Right. I went full-time as a psychic and healer in 2008, and a little later I started hunting paranormal entities in the New Forest. Is that what you call it? People had reported seeing dark cloaked entities. Oh, I misty shapes flitting between trees and floating lights. Did it happen at night time, perchance? Yeah. One group was even stalked by a creature as they camped. Chillingly, they saw red eyes watching from behind a tree. Or was it flashing lights from a car? I think, yes, it could be. Reading this now, I was going to be very... I was expecting some cynicism from you, but it does sound a little bit like... Dogging. It does sound a bit like dogging, <laughs> doesn't it? We had, when I was growing up, we had devil worshippers in the woods. My right. friend had seen them because she lived near the woods. Oh, and yeah. she heard yeah. strange noises at night and, and, and shadowy figures. Right. Of course, the first thing she thought of, devil worshippers. Right, OK. Now we are adults, we know that what was going on in the woods was... Dogging and Shagging, piking. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> 
But, you know, I can't just say that you, we don't know for certain. I mean... Can, can, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yes, I will tell the lady. Thank you, Ruth. She's very cynical. It might... Well, let's read on. Let's right. see if it is... All right, let's bear both things in mind. OK, so it's either dogging or it's the paranormal. Dear listener, as you, as you hear this story... You make your mind up. Yeah, go on. Later, we heard growling noises really near the tent. It was terrifying. A camper Aww. told me. <laughs> a camper, yeah. yeah. All right. Camper the new. I walk my dog in the new forest and he always behaves strangely in certain parts of the woods. Another woman confided. He either barks furiously at thin air or cowers as if he's in the presence of something invisible, supernatural, or a man with his dinkle out. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. And supernatural that triggers deep fear as well as the strange encounters which I posted on my website and YouTube channel, I found odd tree structures too. <laughs> it was always startling to discover one of these structures with trees bent at strange angles, as if to allow, I don't know, positions to be assumed. <laughs> they couldn't have been made by humans due to the strength and very tall ladders needed. Oh, believe me, they can find the strength <laughs> when they need it. Other paranormal investigators have found similar structures, especially in ancient woods in America. I believe they were calling cards from paranormal creatures assigned to tell us they were in the woods watching us. <laughs> they could even have been warnings telling people like me to stay away. On my hunts, I also experienced the silence. All bird song. Now, this is spooky. All bird song stopped and atmosphere of absolute dread descended. Or is it that birds see you coming and shut up? That's what, what our wildlife does. Everything just Possibly. stops, doesn't it? I'm not ashamed to say I was terrified during my most recently eerie experience. I ran back to my car with my heart racing and trousers around the ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, I'm not going to give up on my ghost hunts until I find oh, out what's happening. Get this woman pride of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I... What was it? And I believe the answer lies somewhere deep in the new forest. I have all of the meat. I bet oh, you do. actually, apparently Waitrose car park near me is a sight. Yeah, OK. Well, ladies and gentlemen... I saw some... We drove past someone once on the way back from a night out. All right, we will delete this in a minute. Go on, tell me all about it. Parked up in a lay-by, right? Right, go on. And I always joke, doggers, doggers, right? And we sort of call out the window sometimes. Oh, woo-woo-woo. Yeah, yeah. Right? But actually, on this occasion, as we get, grew closer, we realised there was a man standing by it with his... Trousers round his ankles. Put the willy in the bed. Did he put the willy in the bed? He put his willy through the window. Oh my god! It's really, really long and thin. He put the willy in the bed. Was it really, that was really by quite a busy road? So I thought audacious. I think that's disgusting. Absolutely bloody. Disgusting. But thank you for the story, gentlemen. Thank you very much for that. Now, look, can I just uh, apologise and say that next time we will have something that's a little less... Yes. Sordid! Sordid it is. Now, talking... Oh, this is lovely, though. This this will make you feel all nice and Christmassy. It's Barry from next door. With some Christmassy ASMR. Enjoy. Barry, Christmas trees, Christmas tree, trick a word to make you all tingle. Minspires, carol singers. Brandy Butter, 
Brussels sprouts. Christmas cracker. Nice bit of cheese. Cheese ball. Crackers. Lovely bit of port for after dinner. It's making you feel much Christmas It's Christmas I'm running out of them now. Top Gear Christmas Malcolm and Wise read well anyway it's a, a Christmas one. Happy Christmas. I'll sleep now. I'll sleep. Or soon to wake up. Well, Barry's certainly going to be having a lovely Christmas with his lovely wife, Margaret. What will you be doing over Christmas? It's coming up. It's only a couple of days away oh, now. I know. It's really caught up with me this yeah. year. It's really caught up with me this year. I am going to be doing as little as possible. We'll have a lovely traditional family Christmas around my mum and dad's. Lovely. Which will be, I would say, largely drunken. Right. Uh, the kids will end up playing with all sorts. We will be passed out on the sofas. And that's the way, I believe... Baby Jesus would want it to be. I think so. I will be. Um, well, I've got to have the the, the the got to have the meal with Ruth and everyone on bloody Christmas Day. <laughs> And the Toby Carberry. Yeah. Um, no doubt she'll be reminding me all the things you've done wrong. Linda put wrong paper in recycling. Well, try to stay off that. I don't want to talk work. You don't want a sour Christmas, I don't do want a sour Christmas, but you know what she's like with you. Linda farted in the kitchen. All the rest of it. I don't, you know. All I'm saying, Clinton, is just be careful because Christmas leads to all kinds of, I don't know, shenanigans and she may be thinking she's on a promise. From me? Yes, from oh, you! Oh, no. Linda is shit. Sorry, there's something wrong with this bloody... Linda is shit. It does go Linda wrong with... Linda is shit. All I'm saying is don't lead her on because I think she's got expectations. I will not be kissing Ruth under the mistletoe or anywhere, right? So she's going to come, we're going to have the meal and that is going to be it. But we'll let you know all about it. Oh, I want to hear every time. single bit. Until next time, happy bloody Christmas, everyone. Have Lots a lovely of one. Love. Have a lovely one. And we'll come back next time with... Um, we, we, might, we might do some of the, the, the best stuff we've had, don't we, throughout the year. Another chance to enjoy. Another chance for us to do slightly less yeah. and just play out some old stuff. But I think you'll like it. All right, until next time... We can time. call it Christmas Leftovers. Christmas That's what we call it, Christmas yes. Leftovers. Yeah. All right, join us next time for Christmas Leftovers. Until next time, bye-bye. Happy Christmas. Thank <laughs> you.
just time to thank you all. Dean Feesby, I want to thank uh, Andy Smith, which is in singing now. Obviously, Linda, Professor Brian Cox, Lewis McLeod. Join us next time for our Christmas leftovers. Happy Christmas. Fly with what they are. Fly with here. Fly with. Fly with. Fly On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.